Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Ask Daryl Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 11. What we've learned from growing a Facebook group by 10,000 members in a single year. The Ask Daryl Podcast is a weekly podcast where I, your host, Daryl Girardier, break down your questions about church communications. This podcast is part of the Church Communications Network. Check us out at churchcommunications.com. Well, about two years ago, Katie and I, Katie Allred and I, had this idea that we would start a Facebook group. Now, this was a hallway conversation in which we were trying to figure out how we could basically share ideas amongst our friends. I suggested some sort of email list. Katie came back with the idea of what about Facebook groups? Honestly, I wasn't that high on the idea. But after some arm twisting by Katie, I figured, okay, let's give it a shot. Well, in the first month, we had 100 members. We just posted to some of our friends, shared it around Facebook, posted on a blog, I think I did a couple of podcasts on it. And we said, okay, let's see what happens. We had 100 people show up, and then within a few months, 1,000 people showed up, 2,000 people six months later. Then a year ago, we had 4,000, and now we're sitting at roughly fourteen over 14,000 people. Now, why do I bring this up? I don't bring this up to toot our own horn. I bring this up because I think there's a lot that you can learn from what we've experienced in regards to growing Facebook groups. And Facebook groups are becoming more and more important as we have conversations with Facebook. Katie and I, we're hearing more and more from them. Focus on your groups, less on your pages, focus more on your groups. So as you're thinking about focusing on groups and focusing on Facebook groups, what are some of the things that you can learn from us as we've experienced this growth from, again, 4,000 to 14,000, a 10,000 person growth in a single year. So these are some of the ideas and takeaways that we've learned that I thought we'd share with you to help you as you're thinking through growing and building your own Facebook group for your church. First thing we learned, or actually first thing I would call out that we've learned is that community will defend itself. And here's what I mean by that. What I mean by that is that as you're building a Facebook group, you will have often find times when there's conflict inside the community. And sometimes that conflict is directed at you, at you who is the moderator administrator of the group. Um, and when you do that, sometimes you have to feel the need to defend yourself. What I find interesting is, is that the community will kind of defend you and define the, defend the community itself kind of naturally. There's this camaraderie that's built up. So a quick example would be like flagging content. There's content that you think is inappropriate that somehow gets through whatever filters you've got set up and gets posted. Uh, comments on content, that kind of stuff. Members are going to be really good as you build community, as you grow your group. They're going to flag a lot of that stuff for you. They kind of do a lot of the editorial work for you, which is really kind of nice. So all you got to do is, is you see the stuff that's flagged and you're, when you're on your dashboard and you go ahead and delete that content. But again, the group, it kind of manages that stuff for you. The group is also very good at kind of calling out members. We find members are kind of like overtly mean or just, you know, highly sarcastic to the point to where we don't think it's detrimental. We think it's detrimental to the group. We find that our community kind of pleases itself and they kind of defend itself and kind of say, Hey, this isn't working. This person is not contributing to the community in a way that's valuable. And then we can address that. And that was something that I thought we were going to have to like kind of micromanage. And I didn't realize how much the community would kind of take that upon themselves to do just kind of naturally instinctively and turn around and kind of almost crowdsource that in such a way that we really don't have to manage that on a day-to-day basis, which has been really kind of nice. Number two, when you're thinking about how you keep conversation going on the group, think of it like a flywheel. Um, Once you kind of get conversations going in a a culture of conversation, it really doesn't stop. Um, When I first started the group, 
uh, with Katie, one of the things I would do is I'd go through every single thing that was posted and I'd make sure that everybody had a question was answered. So if somebody wrote, where do I buy a, buy a domain name at? I wanted to make sure they had an answer. Uh, where do I, what streaming service should I use for my church worship service? I wanted to make sure everybody got an answer. And then I kind of had to do that for the first, probably I would say 90 to 120 days until we got this consistent pattern of everything being answered and then people jumping in. We also had these conversation starters we started doing, which was like, um, you got to be kidding me Sunday, which is like, tell us one crazy thing that happened on Sunday. And these were all Katie's ideas and they were really, they're really great, wonderful ideas. We still use them. But once we had to kind of push that conversation going in the group, it kind of happened like a flywheel. And all of a sudden now conversation just starts. In fact, I can't keep up with all the conversations that are going on, which is totally okay. Why? Because going back to my first point, the community kind of defends itself. And if there's an issue, more than likely they're going to flag us and they're going to let us know. Number three. We have found that our Facebook grows, group has grown, not based off the fact it's just a large group or what we perceive to be a large group, but it's based off the fact that the group is highly interactive. In other words, there's lots of conversations going on in the group. That's what Facebook recognizes. Facebook recognizes the fact that we're a highly interactive group, so therefore, they're going to lift us up as something that other people may be interested in joining. That's why we consistently get people telling us how how they find out about the group. It was in my sidebar. It was an ad. Um, so they thought I maybe enjoy this and that could be because their friends joined the group, but we like to think it's because of the fact we provide a lot of conversation. It's a very interactive group. So interactive groups are one indicator. I think it's the lead indicator of how uh, healthy your Facebook group is, is when you have a lot of people posting content and a lot of people commenting on those posts. Now, the fourth point is that as your group grows, quality is going to be harder to maintain. So what you've got to do is you got to think as a long view and you've got to make changes as you go along. So when we first started our group, you had to be approved to join the group, but we didn't have really rigorous um, requirements to join the group. And then when you joined the group, you could post whatever you wanted. Or we, you know, we had limits to what you could post, but you could post without any approvals. Then all of a sudden we changed that. And as we, I think we hit like 5,000 members, we changed that to say, you can join the group, but you got to answer some questions first. Okay. You got to, you got to nail some stuff down in terms of answers. And then we said, okay, now not only do you have to answer questions, but guess what? Now we're going to turn around and we're going to approve posts. I think we did that around the 10,000, 12,000 member mark. And what we did was basically we kind of put in more quality control as we went along. So we let the group kind of flourish from the get go. And it was kind of, you know, a little bit of the wild, wild west, which is fine. Cause again, that goes back to my third point. It made the group kind of really interactive because we had a lot of content flowing. And then slowly as we kind of were able to kind of, kind of help channel that to make that better quality, we slowly was a little more stricter about who could join the group and a little more strict about who could post inside the group and what they could post. So that really helped has helped maintain quality in the, in the, in the long run. The fifth thing that we learned is, guess what? There are spammers out there. Surprise, just like on email, there are spammers on Facebook. And I, there's spammers in two different categories. They're the ones you don't know. They join the group. You really don't know them. And then immediately the first thing they do is they're going to spam your group. Okay, They're going to try to post something about a GoFundMe account or whatever it is. You know, Download my free guide to Facebook ads, whatever that is. Um, immediately you do that in our group. Immediately we turn around, block you, and kick you out of the group because we know that's what you're there for. Is that is to promote your own thing versus actually joining and being part of the community. So you're going to find this type of spammers, and that's just going to happen. The other type of spammer that was kind of interesting is the spammers are people we actually know or don't even have relationships with who think that it's okay to violate the rules, and that's just and that's just one of the things that comes with the territory. Um, and that's a little bit harder because sometimes you have to direct message those people on Facebook and say, Hey, look. 
let's not do that. I know you think it's cool, but that's not. Sometimes, again, you get in arguments and people don't like it and they may end up leaving the group and that's fine. But know that there are spammers out there, some that you know, some that you don't know. And that's one thing you're going to have to deal with. And that just comes with the territory. Number six, you got to check your feelings at the door. Um, this goes a little bit back to dealing with spammers, specifically the ones you you know. Um, I have not dealt with this on the level that Katie has, but Katie deals with a lot of stuff on a day-to-day, I would say more now weekly basis, where people don't like how we've run the group. And we're like, fine, if you don't like it, that's okay. Um, feel free to join another group. And we're not trying to be contentious. We're not trying to be like, you know, take your ball and go somewhere else. But we are kind of saying like, look, this is the way we feel like the, the group is best run. We sorry if you don't agree with us. And that means that we've got to be a little thick in some of people's re- thick armor in some ways some people have reacted to us. Some people have, you know, have been pretty, you know, pretty sta- staunch in their re- replies to us. And we've just kind of taken that as it comes. But you have to check your feelings at the door. And also remember at the end of the day, this is your community that you're building on Facebook's platform. So it's your, you're the community, you're the, or- you're the community organizer. So don't be afraid to back down from that role. And the last thing, number seven is, is that when you come to do this, you understand that organizing this is going to be hard. And organizing the conversation part of specifically what I'm referring to, that's actually really hard. Because you're going to have multiple repeats of conversations that people previously had. And you're going to want to say, well, just go to this post. But the question they post may be slightly different in terms of nuance. So organizing all of this is a bit going to be chaotic. And understand that having chaos and having it slightly unorganized is going to be okay. The answer is going to be people who have high, those high, high C if you're in the disc, pro, the disc profile person. That's highly, highly critical in terms of they want everything neat and, neat and organized. I'm one of those people. I like things neat and organized. But I also understand that this is kind of organic and those conversations happen. So is this, or as you're trying to organize conversations or even organize the group for that matter, understand this is an organic thing that grows over time. So be okay with some messiness. Be okay with things not looking perfect. Be okay with it being a little bit like the wild, wild west. Because when you do that, you're letting the group kind of take shape and take form. And when it does that, it, it, it really does start to form a community. You really start to have and start building these friendships. I've built friendships of people that I've never met in real life, but I met, I know them online via this Facebook group. We've got to start a podcast from it. We've built our new website off of it. And we've got some other stuff that we're building on top of this group because we love this group. We've built this community. So because of that, um, understand that the messiness is not necessarily a bad thing. So those are the seven things we've learned as we've tried to grow our Facebook group from, you know, 100 all the way up to 14,000 and really 10,000 in one year, which we are extremely blessed and extremely excited about. And we're really excited about 2018 because we got some fun stuff in first, second week of January. We have a huge, massive announcement. So you want to be on the group for that. So if you haven't joined the group, by the way, just go to Facebook and just search Church Communications. We're the first group that shows up. And when you ask, they ask the question, how did you find out about the group? Just say you found out about, about it from this podcast and we'll go ahead and we'll let you in. So do that. We'd love to join you. We'd love to see you online. Thanks again for listening to the Ask Daryl podcast. If you are listening to this via the web or some other device, hey, do do us a favor. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio if you're on Android device. And if you could do a rating for us on the iTunes, that'd be great as well. We'd really appreciate it. Until next week, take care. Talk to you soon. Bye.